0: Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we are going to discuss how training your children is your responsibility. It's not the government's responsibility. It's not the church's responsibility. It is your responsibility. Let's begin as we look into the scriptures to find out what God thinks about this in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. This is probably the most common verse used Uh, to discuss uh, children and training them up, although the context is a little different. Verse six, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now this verse is quite commonly used to encourage parents who have trained up a child in a godly manner, brought them up in the church, brought them up in respecting God and studying his word and praying and doing christian service and such and the child has uh, strayed from the faith and the the encouragement is that at some point they will come back and they will return Um, which this isn't a hard fast rule this is more of a principle and a general rule than it is a hard fast rule But let me ask the question, when it says, train up a child in the way he should go, who is the one that should train up the child? Is it the church? Is it the government? Is it the parents? Or is it someone else? Scripturally, we are going to take a look at that. So let's take a look back in Genesis chapter 18. This is Abraham. As he is speaking with God, Genesis chapter 18, beginning in verse 17, the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. You say, Well, that doesn't say anything about children. You're right, it doesn't. It just gives us an introduction to the next verse that we're going to take a look at. And the, the context here is Abraham is talking to God. God is going to tell him about the destruction he's going to bring upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And he says, I'm going to tell you, Abraham. And here's why. Verse 19, for I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteous and justice, righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. Unlike Sodom and Gomorrah, he says, Abraham, I want you to live righteously and justly. And he says, the only way that your children and your children's children, and grandchildren, and great grandchildren, and great great grandchildren, on down the line, are going to live in a righteous manner and in a just manner are as if you teach them. It is your responsibility, Abraham. It is your responsibility as a parent to teach your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, the ones that you have contact with, and then leave it for the next generation to teach, the next generation to teach, the next generation to teach, the next generation. They need to be taught. To keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice and that is only going to come from the parents that that transfer doesn't happen in a community that transfer doesn't definitely doesn't happen from the government that transfer happens from the parents Let's go to the law. What does he say in the law? Moses, as he's writing Deuteronomy, they're coming to the end of the travels through the wilderness. They're getting ready to cross the Jordan. Moses is finishing up the law with them in Deuteronomy. Before they're crossing over the Jordan, he's giving some last words as to how they should act when they get into the promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9 only give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently. So those are good words, good advice. Keep a check on how you're living and you should keep your soul diligently so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen and they do not depart from your heart all the days of your life. So that's a good reminder. Don't, re- don't forget the things that you just went through. Don't forget the Exodus. Don't forget the wandering in the wilderness, the, all of the glorious things and the difficult hardships. Don't forget the tough times that God brought you through. Don't forget his, his miraculous um, deliverance of the nation from Pharaoh or from the kings on the uh, east side of the Jordan River. Don't forget how he provided food for you and water. Don't forget how when you rebelled against him, he chastised you and he disciplined you. Don't forget any of those things. Don't let any of them depart from your heart all the days of your life. And then the last phrase of this verse, but make them known to your sons and your grandsons. Teach your kids, teach your grandkids, Let them teach their kids and let it keep on going so that we don't repeat the same mistakes that we did and so that we can avoid pitfalls and so that we can grow closer in our relationship with God. And so he's giving them this wise advice. In chapter 6, he expands on this beginning in verse 6. These words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Teach your kids, your grandkids and on down the line, in every way, shape, or form possible. Whether you're standing, whether you're sitting, whether you're lying down, whether you're getting back up, whether you're walking in the street, whether you're sitting at home, whether you even put them on the front of your forehead so that every time they look at you, they see the commandments of God. This is important that we teach our children He says, even write them on the the doorposts of the house. So when they come home from school, when they come home from playing with their family or their kids, when they come home from work, that they will see the word of God. It is your responsibility to teach them. Now, remember, this is the law. And the law was not just a religious thing. Sometimes we think, well, that was just a religious thing you're supposed to teach them. Um, then the the government can teach them the the other things like math and English and history and all of those other things. We teach them religious things. They teach them the, the secular things, except they knew nothing of a secular thing. There was nothing considered secular. Remember, we are supposed to keep God in the center of our lives not in a segment of our lives that's segmented off, and here's here's the God segment, and over here is the the, uh, school segment, and here's the work segment, and over here's the family segment. No, it's supposed to be God in the center and all of those things relating to him. And so he says, no matter what you're doing, talk about these things with your children it is your responsibility even write it on your gate so when they come home from wherever they roam they will see the truths of the Word of God now if we go down to chapter 11 beginning in verse 18 you shall therefore impress these words of mine on your heart and on your soul and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead you shall teach them to your sons, talking, uh, talking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, so that your days and the days of your sons may be multiplied on the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, as long as the heavens remain above the earth. And you say, well, that's pretty much the same thing he said in chapter six. You're right. Why do you think he he uh, repeated this again in chapter 11? Because it's crucial. That's why it is very important that we keep teaching our children. It is our responsibility. It is not your responsibility to teach my children. It is my responsibility to teach my children and where do we start? We start with God because everything starts with God. Mathematics is, is mathematics only because God created it to be true. Um, Science is only science as long as it agrees with what God created to be true. Uh, Any other subject is only true as long as it adheres to the fact that God created it to be true well let's go outside of the Old Testament law into Psalm chapter 78 beginning in verse 3 which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us we will not conceal them from their children But tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, and his strength, and his wondrous works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children. Who is teaching The children, the parents. The parents are here teaching the children in Psalm 78. They're teaching the children all of the amazing things that God has done. Well, let's go to the New Testament now. You may say, well, that's Old Testament. First of all, the Old Testament is just as relevant for us today as the New Testament. But I will, I'll go down that path. Let's go to the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. First of all, who is he speaking to? Fathers. Not mothers. Why do you think that is? Is it not the responsibility of the mothers to teach the children as well? Absolutely it is. But if you remember in the the passage just before chapter 6, He was talking about the authority structure inside of the family and the responsibility structure that the father has the most responsibility over the family and then the mother and then the kids. And so it's ultimately the father's responsibility to make sure that their children are brought up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. He's speaking to fathers. Notice he's also not speaking to teachers, government, pastors, youth leaders. It is not the Sunday school teacher or the youth leaders responsibility to train your children to godliness. It is yours. Now, that doesn't mean that you cannot utilize someone who has time to spend with your child and give them another uh, example of living godly, or that someone that you know that may have better expertise in a certain area, that's okay. But the responsibility to make sure that they are teaching what you want them to teach and what God wants them to teach is yours. That includes the government, that includes the schools, if you send your child to a public school, know this, it is your responsibility before God to make sure that that school is teaching things that are godly and not ungodly or anti-godly as we see in many public schools today. It is your responsibility, it is your God-given responsibility as a parent. When did you get that responsibility? When you fathered or mothered the child. He then says, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. This is not to to make a segregation between the sacred and the secular. This is to say everything is God's discipline and instruction. It is your responsibility to make sure that your children are trained appropriately in relation to God in every of their subjects. Let's move on to Titus chapter 3, or excuse me, Second Timothy chapter 3. Ladies, what happens if the man of the house is not a believer, is not teaching the godly things? Does that relieve you of responsibility of it? 2 Timothy chapter 3, in verse 15, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, who wrote this? Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote this. And who did he write it to? Timothy, who he had discipled. And he says, Timothy, you've known this from childhood. Who taught Timothy these things from childhood about the scriptures and about faith. It was his mother and his grandmother, Lois and Eunice. They are the ones that taught Timothy about the faith. They are the ones that took the responsibility because his father was not a man who was um, who knew the scriptures and was going to teach him the scriptures. His, his father was a Gentile and so his mother and his grandmother who were godly women taught him they took that responsibility ladies it's just as much your responsibility under your husband to teach your children to train your children let's go to joshua chapter 4 joshua chapter 4 beginning in the sixth verse let this be a sign to among you so that when your children ask later saying what do these stones mean to you then you shall say to them because the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan the waters of the Jordan were cut off so these stones shall become a memorial to the sons of Israel forever they were doing a very creative thing here in order to make sure their children asked questions that they intentionally wanted to answer. And so they were setting up these stones on the western side of the Jordan River so that when their kids went down to the Jordan River, they see this pile of stones, of 12 stones, they would ask, what is that there for? That obviously didn't just happen. Why are those there? And they could say, here's why. Here's what God did when we went across the Jordan and the the priests with the ark on on the poles went into the water. The water all of a sudden cut off and stopped up and we walked across on dry ground. That was their opportunity. Again, down in verses 21 through 24, he said to the sons of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed, just as the Lord your God had done to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so that you may fear the Lord your God forever. You may say, well, this is great, but how does this really apply to my situation right here, right now in this day? It is your responsibility. When your school is faced with all of these worldly concepts and theories that they are told that they need to teach, even by the federal government, it is your responsibility To make sure that your children are taught something that is righteous that is true that is just that is godly it is your responsibility to hold if you send if you choose to send your children to a public school or to a private school anything else but you schooling them it is your responsibility to make sure that those teachers Those administrators are teaching what you want them to teach. Not what the government tells them to teach. Not what um, they decide they want to teach. Or even the school district tells them to teach. It is your responsibility to make sure they teach what you want to teach. You are the parent. You have the sole responsibility under God to make sure that they are taught appropriately things that are true well thank you for joining us this week we'll see you next week on freedom fridays